Can I advise you, the listeners, to bet on the Missouri Tigers in week one? Well, yes, but also no. How about that for a confusing tease? All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day, and thanks for telling a friend. You can find us at LockedOnMizzou.com to find all your links to audio podcasts, YouTube, wherever, of course, you get finer podcasts. And you know what? On today's show, let's lead with what you all want to talk about, right? Money. Yes, the old scratcheroo. Well, over at betonline.net, our title sponsor today, actually Missouri is now up to a 20-point favorite. Seems like a tiny bit of money, at least, might be coming in on the Tigers. Perhaps a former Walmart heir of some sort is taking an interest. God, we can only hope, right? But in all seriousness, with Missouri a minus 1300 money line favorite, that means you'd have to bet $130 to win 10. So yeah, Missouri obviously a significant favorite here, but I can't honestly tell you that I would say, hey, go ahead and confidently give the 20 points in week one. I've honestly found that in my time as a football observer, analyst, podcaster, whatever you want to call me, that I'm much better once I've actually seen at least one or two weeks of football from both teams to make a prediction. I can't even remember what my preseason predictions for the Tigers was last year. It was probably like eight and four or something like that. Can't even remember which games I had Missouri winning. But all I remember is last year when I actually went week to week, did my actual research, especially on the opposition, during leading up to the game, well, I only missed one all year, and that was Boston College. So I just can't confidently say to give 20. If it was 13 and a half, anything below a couple touchdowns, well, that would be an obvious easy one to, to con- encourage you to bet on Missouri. Having said that, and for those of you who listen to every second of this program, number one, God love you. Number two, My apologies, because this is going to be a little bit repetitive, because once again, I'm going to pound the table, pound my desk, and tell you that you need to bet on the Tigers over five and a half, their total wins for the season, especially, again, the good folks over at betonline.net. I love them, but I think they're wrong on this one. I just think the odds are much more in the favor of the Tigers going six and six or better than it is five and seven or worse. But the odds just don't reflect that over in betonline.net. So I just simply think that they're wrong. But once again, if Missouri does cover that 20-point spread, especially if they do it in comfortable fashion, that is a great sign for Brady Cook, Luther Burden, Missouri, and the the rest of this team for the rest of the season. Oh, and by the way, some breaking news here on the Locked on Mizzou podcast. Just took a quick break to glance at my Twitter feed, and by golly, we might as well do a quick project run play. Yes, the first project run play 
of this young season because Missouri revealed their uniform combination for this Saturday. And here's really all I have to say about it. I'm just glad they're wearing black helmets for the first game. Sure, go ahead and bust out the gold helmets and white helmets on occasion. I can live with that. But I really think that for 75-80% of your Missouri games, let's wear black helmets. Whether it's the Block M or it's the Oval Power Tiger logo, which Missouri is going to be wearing tomorrow. And with their all-black combination, Interesting for that. They moved it to a night game. They're wearing all black. I like it. You certainly wouldn't want to wear that combination during the day, but it's going to be probably a little steamy at Faroe Field on Thursday night. But what the heck? A good a good uniform combination regardless. But again, I'm just happy to see them be just slightly more traditional and actually wear the black helmet at the very least to start the season. But I certainly would like to see that 90% of the time upwards of that. Now, one more number to think about for Thursday night. The total is 60 points, and that's a tough one to gauge as well for me. Although, I will say, despite the fact that Missouri, most of their games totals last year certainly didn't go over 60 points, I do think Missouri's offense is going to be better this year. I think Eli Drinkwitz with Brady Cook, the new quarterback, and of course, the real fancy new toy, on the outside and Luther Burden at receiver, I think Missouri's going to really make a concerted effort to throw the ball downfield tomorrow. Will it actually work? Well, we'll have to see. I tend to think that it will. And on top of that, despite the fact that, yes, a new coach, Sonny Cumbie for Louisiana Tech, again, he's a, he's a Mike Leach disciple, played for Mike Leach, coached under him, coached later at Texas Tech. He's a true air raid type coach, an up-tempo style coach. So I could easily see that game going over. If I had to lean any direction, it probably would be toward the over. Even though, generally speaking, this is a bit, a bit of advice I like to give out every single season. Generally speaking, if you are betting on totals, you go with the unders. If you just think about basic human psychology, most people want to bet on the over, right? It's a more fun thing to bet on. We like sports. We like games when there's high scoring more often than not. So to me, you often get the value on the under. But in this game, if you make me pick, and I'm not a confident pick here, don't put this one on me, but if you make me go one way or the other, I'll, I'll take the over on the total. And coming up, fortunately, the injury report for Missouri looks relatively light at least in week one, but some important and significant names on that list yet. So let's definitely talk about the injuries for this week, but I do want to talk just a little more betting. BetOnline.net is, of course, the easiest and number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs, and of course, all sports as well. They've got baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and yes, of course, the National Football League, where you know I'm always trying to find value in futures bets. I don't make a ton of futures bets, but every offseason I'll make one or two, try to find maybe some long-distance value, some long-shot value, probably better said there. But I got to say, Lamar Jackson is pretty intriguing at 16-1 to to win the most valuable player, a guy who has won the award before, 
has maybe a lot of sympathy on his side after what was a brutal season for Baltimore last year. Seems like kind of a bounce-back type season could be coming for the Ravens here. But again, regardless of what your opinions are, you got to check out Bet Online. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, other than the plethora of soft tissue injuries that seem to make their way through the running back room in fall camp, it seems like this preseason Missouri was fairly fortunate in terms of injuries. Certainly, it could have been a lot worse. Still some worries, though. I guess the first guy that's a little bit worrisome is clearly Hyron White. We talked about him a little bit before, but Missouri's presumed starting right tackle Eli Drinkwitz called his situation delicate and said he's doing, quote, everything in his power to play this coming season. So obviously there's some hope there. Drinkwitz says he wants the staff to hopefully make a decision during the bye week of this season if if Hiron can actually play or not. So it sounds like he's going to be out for a few weeks at the very least, which is something I think everybody who's really followed this situation has suspected and Obviously, his season is very much in doubt. So that is a big blow and a little bit worrisome for the Missouri offensive line without question. Maybe you'd be even more worried if left tackle Javon Foster were out. But, you know, I really can't I really can't say that uh, I, I can't put lipstick on a pig here and say, well, th- there's good news here. There, there's no real good news to that one, folks. So hopefully the next guy up, whether it's Zeke Powell or whoever it ends up being, Hopefully they can they can hold up. That's all you can say. Marcus Johnson did a great job, I thought, during the 2020 season, the pandemic season with lots of COVID issues, other issues just because, obviously, Eli Drinkwitz's first year on campus, Marcus Johnson's first year as well. Looks like he's going to have to do more coaching up this fall, especially on the right side. But also on the injury front, on the, on the line, on the defensive side of the ball, Kyron Montgomery took his red shirt season last year. Missouri was hoping, speaking of preseason injuries, well, last year, unfortunately, Kai tore his ACL, the former four-star product from the Indianapolis area. He was expected to be a big-time player, possibly even last season, so it's too bad to hear that he's still recovering from that ACL injury. Although, as I've pointed out with, with Ennis Rakestraw, you know, just trying to get people to maybe pump the brakes on their expectations a little bit, seems like Ennis is doing well so far, but obviously not all ACL recoveries are the same, and it seems like Kyron, who's obviously a bigger man than Ennis Rakestraw and a weak side defensive end in high school, possibly even an interior guy for Missouri at some point. Sometimes it takes the bigger guys a, a little bit long to recover. They got a lot more weight that they have to that they have to load, clearly. But other than that, really those were two of the two biggest, in my opinion. Also Demarion Houston is out this week, the wide receiver transfer. And also DJ Wesselak also out, the true freshman from Boonville, defensive lineman. I'd be frankly surprised if we saw anything from DJ Wesselak this season. Hopefully next season we'll start hearing some stuff about that young man. It just seems too early for him, and he seemed to have gotten some type of illness of some sort 
fairly early in camp, so he's going to be a little bit behind this season. So hopefully we may see him a player or two at some point, maybe on special teams. Who the heck knows? But obviously, best wishes, wishes to Wesolak, and hopefully, again, next year will be really his coming out season. Now, when it comes to Tigers in the National Football League, it wasn't that long ago that it seemed like there were a ton of Mizzou players in the NFL, but obviously guys like Jeremy Macklin and Brad Smith and and Justin Smith have seen their careers come to a close. But, well, fortunately, Nick Bolton may be one of the Tigers that has certainly taken a big step forward. In fact, he may be the biggest, excuse me, the best Missouri Tiger NFL player in, in quite some time. I really believe that Nick, even though this is just his second year with the Kansas City Chiefs, this could be a Pro Bowl type season for him. I think you will see Nick Bolton make a Pro Bowl at some point in his career, and I don't think it's absurd to think that could happen as early as this season. Not only is Nick a tough son of a gun, a heck of a run defender, he's really proven to be a quick study at the pro level because a lot of the question marks about his pass coverage, which were totally fair, by the way. He was he looked confused in early season last year in a lot of different pass situations to the point where the Chiefs understood understandably, especially for a young guy, took him off the field in third in third downs, obvious passing down situations. Well, that is absolutely no longer the case. And that started becoming obvious toward the end of last season. And now Nick is basically expected to be one of the leaders on that defense in just his second year. So what a great value for the Chiefs. It seems like they got there early in the second round of just of that draft just a couple years ago. But you know what? I do have some more news on other Tigers in the NFL, including Tyler Beatty getting cut by the Baltimore Ravens. But guess what? He's already been claimed in the waiver market. So let's talk about cut day in the NFL how it affects some of our favorite Tigers, coming up right after these quick words. Good news and bad news for former Missouri running back Tyler Beatty, one of my all-time favorites, of course. Well, he was waived by the Baltimore Ravens, but he cleared waivers and is back with the Ravens, signed to their practice squad, though, although... Yes, on on the surface, this is good news on, in some ways because while the writing was somewhat on the wall when Baltimore signed veteran running back Kenyon Drake as a free agent just this past week, it seemed like Beatty's chances weren't looking real strong to actually make the final 53-man roster for Baltimore. But again, the fact that they brought him back in the practice squad shows that the Ravens obviously wanted to keep Beatty around, but at the same time, the fact that Beatty cleared waivers, well, that's a little bit worrisome. You, you kind of wanted to see another team out there say, aha, wow, the Ravens let this guy go. I like what we saw in preseason from him. Let's, let's snap him up. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So at the moment, it seems like Tyler Beatty's chances of sticking in the NFL have gotten a little bit less than I thought they were a couple months ago. I'd, I'd love to see it happen, love Tyler Beatty, and I do think he brings a passing game receiving element 
to the Ravens that the rest of their running back room doesn't really have for the most part, or at least certainly didn't the last couple years. We'll see about the, the, the squad this year, but regardless, probably not the best news for Tyler Beatty, but not the worst either. At least he's going to be hanging around an NFL franchise. He'll have more opportunities to see what he can do. And well, quite honestly, after taking a lot of hits last year, maybe taking a few less this season wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for his body. On the Los Angeles Chargers end of things, yes, the intergenerational love fest between Chase Daniel and Larry Roundtree is officially going to continue. Chase and Larry both make the initial roster with the Chargers. I was a little bit more surprised by one than the other. I think we could all assume that Chase Daniel was signed and kept around, I should say, really, to be Justin Herbert's backup. So it would have been pretty shocking if Chase didn't make the roster. But Larry Roundtree, I'm I'm very happy for him that he made the roster because I thought, frankly, that he was a more likely cut than Tyler Beatty at the beginning of the preseason. I just thought Larry just didn't show enough, in my opinion, last year to necessarily be worth keeping around on a roster. But, hey, the Chargers apparently think they know more than I do, and they probably do, let's be real. So congrats to Larry Roundtree, another another favorite of recent years for sure. Don't want to try to talk against a former great Tiger, that's for sure. So congrats to both of those guys. And you know what? One more quick note here, Tyree Gillespie, the former safety, he's bounced around this offseason so far, but was most recently claimed off off of waivers by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's hope Tyree can take his considerable athletic talent and speed and and become a, a useful NFL player down in Jacksonville. But you know what? Just one more thing before we get out of here. I did think it was cool to see Aiden Shaw, the true freshman who's going to play basketball for the Tigers, the guy who well, apparently he can leap over the columns. If you've seen Twitter, that guy can absolutely jump like a maniac. But speaking of the columns, Aiden did the Tiger Walk. That was on social media the last couple weeks. And it was just good to see that. It's one of those things that took me back to 21 years ago when I did the Tiger Walk. One of those things that seems maybe a little bit silly or not that important at the time, but as you look back, you think and see these young fellas and young ladies doing the same, and you think, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that, and oh, yeah, when I met a couple people at the Tiger Walk, actually, some some good friends from college, and, you know, it's just good to see that traditions still matter. It's good to see the young people still doing the stuff the old folks did decades ago because they one day will be in the same position, get to look back and say, oh, cool, the kids are still doing that. And that's a big part of Missouri athletics, college athletics in general that at times gets lost, but it's good to see some tradition still very much alive. And speaking of which, I can't wait to see the floating flip tiger drill tomorrow. And you know what? One more thing before we get out of here. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, be sure to check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL. Local team experts of Locked On, plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate 
NFL preview. Just search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get finer podcasts. So, until next time, it will be game day. Yes, the next Locked on Mizzou, it will be game day. So we'll see you then right here on Locked on Mizzou.